wandering around the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, looking for some kind of truth and reporting out there not finding any just coming up empty. I am Dean Ledwig and I can be reached at Dean at techtools.net T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net and with me as always is... Hey, Scott Dunlop here. Why, why is that in the beginning? In case people don't listen to the very, 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 very end. Oh, okay. You should listen to it all the way through. Anyway. You should, because <laughs> the end of it is, you know, some of the best stuff. Well, I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas, and we're also shipping uh, some immigrants up to D.C. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're doing it in broad daylight. We're not doing it on planes in the middle of the night. But uh, anyway, I digress, and I can be reached at scott at T-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net if you want to get a hold of us. And yeah. Since we're doing this at the beginning. Well, since we're at the beginning, let's we do are. the Wheel of Genders. So this week, I'm going to be something a little bit different. I'm going to be a unicorn. A unicorn? Well, sort of. I'm going to be uh, unspent campaign contributions. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I am a uh, an uncounted Twitter bot. Mm. Yeah, so I'm Does that mean you're hidden? Freewheeling out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm part of that uh, Twitter bot community. Speaking That's of not... Uh, get rid of the stupid phone. There you go. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> um, I'm part of that Twitter bot community that is above the 5%. And let's start off with tech news. Let's do it. <laughs> Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So in tracking and conspiracy theories and overall paranoia, uh-huh. equitable digital identity verification. Equitable paranoia. Requires moving fast-paced flaw legacy systems. Do what? Let's let that sink in just a little bit. Equitable digital identity verification. Oh, God. You see where this is going? Smart passes. So I'll read a little bit and then we'll comment and we'll read in between the lines. Okay. Because uh, that's that's what what we we do. do. Uh, During the pandemic or the plandemic, however you want to call it, (laughs) a scamdemic, black. Applicants for unemployment assistance in Wisconsin and North Dakota receive benefits at approximately half the rate of their white counterparts. That's according to June 2022 report by the Government Accountability Office, A-G-A-O. Okay. Never heard of it. 
GA. Oh no, that's that's yeah, they're they're massive. Okay, which looked at the impact on pandemic relief across four different states. Okay. Okay. Let's. North Dakota was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Where they where they've got more cows than people. Yeah. 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 You see where this is going, <laughs> right? Let's find the four states that might violate some equitable something. Uh-huh. The four out of 50. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see where I'm going yeah. with this. It's like, it's, it's like Twitter checking, you know, 100 accounts for bots. Okay. So they're so, doing, in the next yeah. paragraph, they're doing a little cleanup. Let's do it. And this isn't an isolated case. It's an indication that across the board, Digital identity verification that relies on legacy data systems and documents don't treat people fairly, equitably, and with respect. Instead, they lock in the problems of the past. And unless we rethink systems on top, from top to bottom and use advanced data science. Oh, God. Uh, there's a buzzword. Data science. Uh, as heard in boardrooms across America. Yep. And, and I've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. And use data science as a foundation for verifying identity. We risk making the same mistakes over and over again. Today, digital identity verification is a fundamental part of the way the government serves the people. Unless you're voting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 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 no identity nope, verification nope. necessary there. Nope, none there. Uh, but apparently you need it for unemployment. Yeah. Now, hold on. Well, hold on. Let okay, me finish. All right, go ahead. The government has to be able to distinguish between bad actors and those who are eligible for benefits. If we don't get this right, fraud will rise and people who are owed benefits won't get them. That's the true lose-lose. Okay. Okay, so I have questions. One, are they saying that there are a lot of white bad actors? Or are they saying that there are a lot of black people who are being called black back to bad actors but they're not bad actors unknown because and and how is a digital identity creating a non-equitable distribution of unemployment funds <laughs> these yeah. are these are things that just don't correlate in my mind okay wisconsin and North Dakota. Well, yeah. I, I, you're not going to find a lot of, of, uh, black people in North Dakota, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that the white people were pro- proportionately getting more benefits than black people because there's more white people. And well, maybe there were more white people out of work. So they would get a higher portion of the unemployment. Or because there's more white people. This is going to sound racist. Do it. Maybe, maybe there were more of the white people working. Well, and you know, I I get that. Maybe they paid in more on their unemployment insurance or more of the black people who had been out of work for longer and no longer qualified. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that could be attributed and I'm not saying any of these things are true things. These are just questions. 
yeah. you know, that need to be answered before we just start saying, hey, it's unequitable and we need to rethink this from the bottom to the top and we need faster processing systems. And, you know, yeah, there's there's the problem is and this is just one representation of it. But the problem is, you know, that. They, they find something that they think is a problem, whether it is or not, and then, you know, put the blanket word equity on top of it and say, hey, we got to fix this. You know, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Well, let's find out if it's broke first. Well, here we go. Uh oh. That is not my take. Okay. My take is let's track everybody. And track their money mm-hmm. and then see where people are spending their money and see if they're spending their personal carbon credits on meat. Mm-hmm. Because cow farts kill. Yes, but <laughs> bugs don't fart. Yeah, bugs don't fart. But bugs do burp. They do burp. Uh, yeah. You know, so this is... Attaching a good motive to a bad one. Okay. So let's fix the equity problem. Well, you know. And while we're fixing the equity problem, Mm -hmm. let's track everybody and what they're spending their money on. And since we're hiring, oh, I don't know, 85,000 IRS agents, Mm -hmm. we can track that money down because of the gig economy. Mm -hmm. You see which rabbit hole I'm going down here? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where I was going at the very beginning when you first started uh, this article, you know, that in the digital ID, you know, and that's what it's going to come down to. You're going to have an ID on your phone. Yes, sir. Which you can't vote with. No. (laughs) No. Well, you don't need an ID to vote. We need digital IDs. Unless we're voting. Well, and now you'll be able to be tracked by person, not by, you know, if they know your phone number, they, they might be able to find you. No. Your phone will be broadcasting who you are. Yep. So they can track you at any point. Yep. They can track where you are, what you're doing, what you're buying, uh, what you're not buying, yep. what you're, all of this. And, you know, you're just giving the government more and more and more information and making it easier for them to pin something on you. And I'm not talking about framing you for a crime, mm-hmm. but pin something on you like like what Scott just brought up. You're buying too much meat. Yeah. Your uh, carbon credit limit has been reached. Exactly. So. And we've talked about this before. I'm going to call. That was bullshit. Yeah. So uh, I'll go on. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and who suffers? Oh, the poor suffering people. Aww. People who live in communities of color. New to country individuals i.e. illegal immigrants. Yeah. New to country. New to country. Individuals. Yeah. Migrants. Migrants. And others who have been historically unrepresented. Let's be clear. Government identity infrastructure as we know it today has been fragmented and broken. The pandemic shined the light to extend on which legacy systems marginalize people and who have thin credit files are underbanked, 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 underbanked. Okay. Poor? 
<laughs> is that what we're saying? And, I don't know. And have limited broadband access are rightfully hesitant about facial recognition or lack of government identification when trying to verify their identities online. These people are met with roadblocks, friction, and long delays. A long-standing issue that has only recently gained mainstream attention. The credit agencies have no problem figuring out who I am. Yeah, let me... Oh, see, we broke something oh. there. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's this thing called a social security number that usually fits the bill when you're doing online verification. Yes. yes. Illegally, but yes. Yeah. It, it isn't. For those that don't know, it it's is your serial illegal, number. It is illegal to use your social security number as identification. It's your serial number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets stamped on your ass when you get read, spit well, out of the womb. Read, read your social security card. Mm. It is actually illegal to use that as identification, though everything does. So, you know, look, I, <laughs> I bet I was poor for half my life mm-hmm. and then I decided to get out of that, decided, mm-hmm. made some changes, uh, you know, did the things that I had to do mm-hmm. to, uh, I don't know, get a career, make some money. And it didn't involve a four year degree. Right. So, uh, pulled myself up by the bootstraps as mm-hmm. it were. I know people don't like hearing that. No. Well, well yeah. Cause only white people have bootstraps. And yes, I'm part of the generation where my child will not make as much money as me. Yeah. That's just, you know, that, the first depend, generation. That, that depends on the child. Well, no, they, they say overall that, that today's children will make less than their parents. Okay. Why? Cause they're effing lazy. But anyway, I said, it's going to depend on the child. And I say this as an, as a highly, as, as a, parent of a highly educated loser (laughs) (laughs) has a master's degree and, and, uh, makes just above minimum wage, but I do, I digress. Uh, yes. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, thank God for Starbucks and all their, uh, all their college graduates. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) anyway, what is so hard about going and getting a free state ID, not a federal ID, right? But a state ID. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I I just don't see what if the, you if, if you qualify as poverty level. Yeah. They will give it to you free. Otherwise, most states it's ten dollars. Okay, so underbanked. This is a new word. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's like that's like food let's, insecure. Let's look. We used that to call up. that. We used to call that hungry. Typing in the old Google. Um. Oh, didn't click in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's your uh, first time. First time with a the computer there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And. Uh, it's pretty good on a tech show. Yeah. <laughs> This is the uh, suspense portion of it. Uh-huh. Underbanked and underbanked households. 
Let's see. Investopedia. Let's go to that one. <laughs> Underbanked reverse, refers to individuals or families who have a bank account, but often rely on alternative financial services, such as money orders, check cashing services, and payday loans, rather than traditional loans and credit cards to manage their finances and fund purchases. So subprime lending. Yeah, yeah. way subprime. This um, may be because they lack access to convenient, affordable banking services, or they need this. Even this know, definition I, well, is virtue signaling, or okay. because they need or prefer to use alternative to traditional financial services. Mm-hmm. So, underbanked households often rely on cash and alternative financial services Mm -hmm. as opposed to credit cards or traditional loans to fund purchases and manage their finances. Okay. I see a problem here already. Underbanked households often rely on cash. Yes. And they don't want you to use cash because they cannot track you. Right. They don't want you to use cash. But now I heard somebody uh, recently, young person, Mm-hmm. Um, about 21, 22. So I guess that'd be Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, yeah, I don't want- start with a C. No, no, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, but no, they said, you know, I don't have a bank account. I do everything with cash app and Venmo and PayPal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I guess the mindset the mindset of the younger people today is so vastly different from what it was when when I was their age. You know, it used to be the American dream to own a home. Mm-hmm. Now Rent. they don't want to own anything. Nope, and you'll be happy. Yeah. So Klaus Schwab. So you know, you won't be seventy years old and have a house that's already that's paid off, and you know, no, you'll be still renting. Yeah, yeah. That means you'll have to work longer. Yes. Um, I have another perspective. Do it. So most illegal transactions are done through cash. <laughs> yes. So a large portion of what it, I, I, I absolutely believe what you're saying is 50% of it. And mm-hmm. I believe the 50, the other 50% of it is a legal transaction. Yeah. Drug, drug deals, mm-hmm. um, stolen car, stolen mm-hmm. property, Yada, yada, yada. The alternative uh, financial situation. (laughs) Loan sharks. Yep. And and tips. Yeah. Let's not forget tips. Cash tips. Cash tips. And I've worked in industries where I made cash tips. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, absolutely reported all those cash tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a chip, tip jar breaking. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I've absolutely reported all that. So uh, there, there's a couple of things going on. There's tracking here. There is also uh, to make sure that they account for every dollar so they can spend your money yes. and send billions of dollars the- overseas to countries we don't really care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, while or countries while, that are our enemies, yeah. While while we're bombing other countries, yes. uh, which we'll get to, but uh, 
Anyway, well, this um, is what this is why I've always been a proponent of uh, what used to be called the fair tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which me too. Is sales tax, absolutely. Uh, get rid of income tax completely. Consumption tax. Yeah, consumption tax. Yes, and, and then raise sales tax. I mean, granted, it'd be like twenty percent or something like that, seventeen, twenty, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and that will more than pay for the what we pay in income tax right now. And you only pay what you want, and that will never happen. And that will never Everybody happen. Everybody pays. That will never happen because of lobbyists. All right. That'll never happen. Absolutely. Because the lobbyists will be like, you can't make our stuff cost more. Can't do it because well, then, then we'll lose sales and then you'll lose money in your pocket there, Mr. Politician. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because we know that all those campaign funds that get all those packs mm-hmm. that get uh shoved mm-hmm. in front of them we know all that goes to campaigning absolutely that's why <laughs> aoc alexandria ocasio cortez um because it's just so much fun saying that mm-hmm. as i throw up in my mouth a little bit uh she was a bartender five years ago five and a half years ago before she got elected the big booty latina yeah and uh, bartenders do okay but they're not you know wealthy but right now she's worth twenty nine million dollars. Funny how that happens, isn't it? Well, hold on. There's more. I'm, I'm holding on. What do you got? We're still in conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, why not? And this backs it up. Yes. Second, we need to design a system that combines machine learning. Oh God! Artificial intelligence. And data analytics to enable more efficient, more equitable verification. So Sky if you're net. black, if Sky you're black, net anyone? so if you're black, you get moved to the front of the line. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that says to me. That's what equitable means. Historically, unrepresented people often lack the government issue IDs that current systems require. By combining through all the information available from applicant names to device being used and more. Tracking, 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 tracking. We can verify good actors faster and bad actors even faster. Flag fraudulent (laughs) identities across the system. Increase auto approvals and minimize fraud. Minimize fraud? Skynet anyone? But that's the part, the minimize fraud. Because the system's only as good as the information that you put into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, That no. doesn't minify, minimize no, fraud. It'll, it'll be uh, machine learning. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's never learning. gone wrong. No. That's never gone wrong. Uh, third, we must protect public trust through transparency. Good luck. The erosion of public trust hamstrings the use of innovations that can better combat ever-evolving fraud and over-reliance on intrusive and error-prone technologies like selfies can weaken this trust and cause significant backlash and public outcry over valid concerns like privacy and bias. Uh-huh. Vendors partnering with partnering with the public sector may be transparent with their practices. Um, without a real focus on equity, 
and fragmentation of identity across the U.S., widening disparities across different populations will only grow. To move forward, we must think comprehensively in our approach when it comes to digital identity verification so that no one gets left behind. What? Is this the most woke crap you have ever heard in your entire life? It's an issue where there was no problem, but they're creating a problem because they already have a solution. Exactly. And we, we, it was a solution in search of a problem. We see how well this has worked in Facebook and in Instagram and in Google. We see yeah. how well oh, this yeah. has worked. Yeah. All it's done is generated money, but it has really brought out the worst of humanity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because when you let the algorithms run wild, they're going to go to the dark. Yeah. That's where it always goes. Always. It takes an effort to be good. It takes an effort. To be honest, it takes an effort to be happy. Yeah. It doesn't take any effort to be dishonest. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to ha- take any effort to be immoral. Those are the easy way out. Yes. Yeah. Being good, being a good person mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. To so, live a good life, to be a good person. Yeah. It it, it takes effort. And it's, I wouldn't say it's hard to do, but it's it's not the easy way out. Yeah. So uh algorithms, they live on the same basis. They're gonna take the easy way out. Yeah. The path of least resistance. Absolutely. Which is straight to the negative. Yep. So uh just like electricity. Anyway, so I say this is racist. <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're putting the equity up first, everybody else who's working hard to do the things that they need to do mm-hmm. and Going by the system, we're the ones who get punished. The ones who are doing the right thing are the people who get punished. Yeah. The people who are incapable of doing the right thing are the people who get the easy way out. Yeah. But I digress. Enough on that? I think so. All right. Let's talk about one of our favorite people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. No, I just wanted to play that. We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> what do you got next? <laughs> oh, well, I hereby challenge the CEO of Twitter to a public debate about the Twitter bot percentage. Let him prove to the public that Twitter has less than 5% fake or spam daily users. That's a tweet that Elon Musk sent out uh, just yesterday. Um, so and the response was calling him out. Uh, there has not been one. Ha, yeah, just ignore it, it'll go away. Um, now Musk also put out a a a polling uh on whether uh the you know that his user his followers believe that Twitter's argument is, you know, less than 5% of its monthly daily active users are fake or spam. Two options were yes or <laughs> L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O, no. <laughs> Surprisingly, only 62% of his of the users picked no. Um, so I'm guessing the other 32.8% are uh, bots. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I mean, his uh, the Twitter lawyers laid out what the company thinks of Musk's uh, bot accusations, mm-hmm. which Twitter claims Musk got some of them from a site called Botometer. And I've seen some of these, you know, that will rank. It, you can put in a Twitter handle, and it'll rank whether it thinks that that person is a bot or a real person, right? Based on previous tweets, uh, tweets, twats. Um. So, but yeah, it was a pretty hefty filing that uh, they put in there. But you got to remember, they're lawyers. They're just you know experts in corporate law and contracts. Mm-hmm. Don't know if they have what it takes to swing an argument executed through memes, quote tweets, and polls. This is is this is turning into uh, serious kangaroo court stuff. Well, in America, the strongest law is contract law. Yeah, it's it's the most enforceable. Yes, and um and and what Twitter is doing, what what I'm seeing is a significant breach of contract. Well, yeah, they misrepresented their product. Yes. Absolutely. So I think he's going to get out of this. I do too. I mean, you know, think about it. And we've talked about this before, but that's how Twitter makes money is advertising. Well, they don't, and don't technically make any money. Well, no, they actually lose money. But the money that they do bring in comes from advertising. If advertisers think that... of their advertisements are being shown to computer generated bots. They're going to stop advertising. Yep. (laughs) It's a scam. Yeah, exactly. And it is, (laughs) it really truly is. And I would, I would bet money that the number of bots or fake accounts or spam accounts or whatever you want to call them is uh, probably above 20%. I would say probably closer to 40. Yeah. Twitter is a scam. It really is. It really is. It's a, people have been taken for a ride on this and that I opened an account because I was in this old career. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, career coaching group for IT okay. professionals. Okay. And they were like, you have to have a, Facebook account, you have to have an Instagram account, you have to have a LinkedIn account, and you most importantly have to have a Twitter account. Uh-huh. So, and and I think at the time it was like a G plus account. Oh, wow. It's a while ago. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those. So I did sign up for a Twitter account and posted nothing. But I had one because oh, okay. I needed to put that stake in the ground. Right. And I never used it because I got on the thing and I'm at the time it was like, here's what I'm having for dinner. Oh, I'm sitting on the toilet. You know, it was like, all right, don't care. (laughs) Don't care. I'm not part. Okay. So, so, all right, boomer, I'm going to do some boomer stuff, even though I'm Gen X. Do it. And do some boomer stuff. Um, I don't text or as little as possible. I do text mm-hmm. when I ha- absolutely have to, but it's not a conversation. For no, me. no. And I'm like, look, jackass, call me if you want to have a conversation because yeah. I'm not typing all this crap in. We can have a 10 minute conversation or a one hour texting back and forth. Exactly. And, and, and impart the exact same information that way. And if that makes me sound like a boomer. Okay. All right. Boomer. I'm fine with it. Okay. Boomer. 
but I have unlimited calling. Call me on the damn phone. Mm-hmm. That way you can hear my inflection. You know yes. exactly what I'm saying. And there is no miscommunication. Texting and any type of text communication is absolutely the worst. And you know what? It's there forever. Yeah. It's there forever. Yeah, it is. You post something on Twitter, it's there forever. If you, and we've talked about this before, if you delete something on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, any of them, mm-hmm. if you delete it, all you've done is set a flag saying that you can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's still there. And it can still be dug up. Yes. So, yeah, the worst thing you can do is put something out there in, in text. Now, we say that with yeah. this podcast, but, uh-huh. but we know what we're doing here. Yeah. We, we, we know what we're saying. We know what we're doing. We know what we're putting out there. We've opted in. We understand the risks. We understand what's going on, and we choose to do it anyway. But, I mean, you know, even the wokest of the woke, uh, oh, I don't know, say you're a prime minister of a northern country and <laughs> you on two different occasions have on Halloween gone in blackface. Uh-oh. <laughs> that stuff comes back to haunt you, man. Uh-huh. It and does. And especially if it's in a text format because that is easily stored and archived. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't text. And it's not for those reasons. It's like I can I can use a damn phone. I can talk to somebody. Yeah. I'm not a chicken shit and put everything on a text. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. If, if you're going to, if now I do text, but I don't have conversations in text. Yeah. I send a, sometimes a funny meme. Sometimes, you know, I send, uh, you know, I'm on my way. Yeah. Things like that. You know, just simple sure. statements. If, if I, if, what I'm thinking is going to take more than two text messages from me mm-hmm. and two responses if it's going to take more than that, it deserves a phone call. It needs to be a conversation yes. at that point. And yes. texting is not or a if, conversation. Or if I send, you know, I'll be there at five o'clock and then a question comes, I will start dialing the number. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Boomer. <laughs> We're Gen Xers, damn it. We're Gen Xers. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> if you want a permanent record, put it on. Put it on Twitter. Yep. All right. Well, moving along from that. Uh-huh. Uh, what do we think about cloud? Cloud? You mean renting somebody else's computer? Somebody else's computer. That's all cloud is. Yep. And if they say it's just marketing after that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what has happened? What has happened? Cyber attackers increasingly target cloud IAM as a weak link in this no. identity and access management. For those who doesn't don't know what IAM is. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought it was AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> AIM. Sorry. No, you said IAM. Yeah. Too many damn acronyms. Yes. ICQ? Yes. Anyone? Yeah. Oh boy, you're digging. <laughs> Way back in the archives. Oh. Well. Cyber criminals always look for blind spots in access management, be they misconfigurations, mm-hmm. poor credentialing practices, unpatched security bugs, mm-hmm. or other hidden doors to the corporate castle. Now, 
as organizations continue their modernization drift to the cloud, bad actors are taking advantage of emerging opportunities to access flaws and misconfigurations on how to organize cloud providers, identity and access management layers. The most common pitfall that security teams step into when implementing cloud I am (laughs) is not recognizing the sheer complexity of the environment. He notes that includes understanding ballooning amounts of permissions and access that software as a service SaaS apps Mm -hmm. have been created. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to talk about in my own personal environment and you know, what I'm seeing as implementing SSO and, mm-hmm. you know, SSO is I'm, I am, mm-hmm. I am identity access management. And we're going to bring in another uh, word that is more familiar to you and I, which is access creep. Okay. So unless you define these rules in groups and policies, unless you define those things, you will have access creep. And you will say that your job title has you this, 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 and this. And that is very important. And you cannot have this because of your job title. Well, we want him to have this. No, it's not in his job title. Right. Then he's going to have to have two job titles. Mm -hmm. Because when we need to cut off access to that, we need to take him out of that group and he's done. Yeah. This absolutely. is proper hygiene to avoid access creep. Now, where it gets complicated is when you move to the cloud and then you have different access and identity managements across platforms. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's do the um, you know corporate douchey thing and we've got our cloud infrastructure set up that we all are on AWS and we uh, do our VPN into AWS and connect our, our uh, branch locations of our enterprise and, and our off, different offices to that. And they require IAM and and it goes there and it's is doing its thing. It's secure. We're good. And then we have to branch off to this software as a service somewhere else over on the Google side. Uh huh. This is where the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them. But yeah. Yes. Because we've locked down our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Mm-hmm. But when we have to go over to this, I don't know. Um, let's just say it's in the financial industry and mm-hmm. it's a fintech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are not governed by jack shit. Yeah. Themselves. They're governed by themselves. Yeah. They are a fintech and they can do whatever the F they want. Mm-hmm. And so what what happens then? We're gonna die. So <laughs> let me tell you the pitfalls of a fintech. They can hire anybody. Yeah. Felons, doesn't matter. Yep. My company cannot hire felons. Cannot. Right. Cannot. Right. We cannot hire felons. Mm -hmm. It is against a regulatory requirement. Mm -hmm. So the fintech, they don't care. They can hire their brother who's Mm a, who's a felon and they just need to give him some money and, and get him around. And then he has access to that. Mm -hmm. What are the access controls to that? 
uh, you've got to have a person on staff to do their due diligence on this and do care for the follow-up. If you don't, you will get these misconfigurations that they're talking about. And when you have these salesmen going, we need this platform to process these loans. Well, okay. We could look at their sock too. Yeah. Yeah. We could look at that. Uh, Does it, do the same due diligence that we do. No, when we hire somebody, we do a background check. We see if they are a felon. We check their credentialing. We check uh, their credit <laughs> report. Uh-huh. Can they handle their own money? If they can't handle their <laughs> own money, they sh- probably shouldn't be handling ours. Yeah. So are they doing? Well, no, they're not doing any of this. And this is where the problem comes mm-hmm. in. It's it's easy, it's easy to see that this got lost somewhere uh, because people are like, oh, fintech, they can do this. And in this little service over here, you know, middleware and all this other stuff. And there's something that you're probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. Middleware and and you know, what is their platform built on? Is it built on a bunch of code that you scraped off the internet, threw on a nice interface? And mm-hmm. called it a day with all uh, publicly accessible software. Yeah, I'm just going to go to GitHub and download a few things and make them talk together. And Yeah, because GitHub never gets anything wrong. No. Or do they Except, with Java? Yeah. <laughs> JSON files, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, all kinds of uh, fun stuff. Well, there was some uh, GitHub software out there that, and GitHub is all uh, user-generated software um, that's open source, freely accessible, which all sounds great because a lot of eyeballs on it and, you know, you get all the bugs worked out that way. Yep. Sounds awesome. It's the, uh, what is Linus's law, I think they call it, you know, freeware gets all the bugs worked out. Not really true, Not but true. Uh, no, a lot of them were <laughs> getting fixes a lot of software was getting fixes added that were actually malware. Yes. So a lot of this open source code was actually malware. Uh-huh. You know, before somebody noticed it and it had been planted all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not really good. You know, another, um, now you were talking in the corporate world, cloud computing. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, most of our users or most of our listeners, sorry are um, probably not in a corporate environment that that has to deal with that kind of stuff. You know, they're home users. And I, I see this a lot where somebody has all this security on their home computer and they've got a firewall set up and, you know, they're blocking this and they're doing that. And yet they save all their data to cloud. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that information that you're protecting You've just given it to somebody else. Yeah, because Apple's never been breached. No. The iCloud's never no. been breached. No. Microsoft, Microsoft's clouds, they've never been breached. Nope. AWS, Google's, Google. Google's clouds has never been yes. breached. <laughs> so let me put it this way. And I'll digress. Every cloud out there has, has been, been breached. breached. Yep. And see, uh, hackers don't want to hack into your computer. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you right now, they do not want to hack into your computer. I don't know who you are that's listening right now, but hackers do not want to hack into your computer. No. 
They want to hack into a cloud where they can get millions of computers all at once. That's right. And it's one hack versus a million hacks. That's right. That's why that's why Apple phones are so vulnerable. Yes. It's because they're all the same. Absolutely. So you only have to write one vulnerability yep. for that. Yep. Google phones are, you know, security through obscurity. Mm-hmm. They're all different patch levels running yeah. different versions. And uh, yeah, good luck, Mr. Hacker Man. Yeah. Yeah, because what would work hacking into your phone, Scott, would not work hacking into my phone. That's right. Even though we're both running Android. But if we had the the Fruit Loop uh, phone, mm. I mean, <laughs> Apple, yeah. if we had the Apple Jacks phone, <laughs> yeah. then they only have to have uh, one. Yep. And it gets into all of them mm-hmm. because Apple forces you to update and keep things current. And so that you are identical to every other Apple phone out there. And who got killed over that? Khashoggi. Oops. Mm. So just say it. All right. That's all I have on uh, cloud vulnerabilities. All right. Well, uh, Amazon has been on a buying rampage again. More spyware? Ah, they bought iRobot. Ah, yes, more spyware. (laughs) Yes, which is the Roomba, Mm -hmm. which maps your house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it's... And has has, the higher end ones have cameras on it, so you pay a little more to have them spy on you. Yeah. And uh, Amazon, they're saying it's their vision of ambient intelligence in the smart home. It's now becoming attainable. Yes. Uh, No. Them spying on you is becoming attainable. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think they're doing this, you are beyond naive. It's just like the Astro that we talked about several months ago, uh, the Amazon robot that does nothing but roam roam around your house with a camera. Um, Actually, I think it has multiple cameras with one telescoping camera that goes up to like five feet high. Yep. Yeah. They're mapping out your house. They're taking pictures and looking at what you have so they can show you ads on what you need to upgrade and figuring things out. You know, you got that. You got, I won't say her name so it doesn't trigger your device, Scott. But echo. Just yeah, say the echo. echo. Okay. Echo is one of them yeah. or dot or yeah. Uh, which listens to what's going on in your house. You have the uh, ring doorbell that they own that they can just by filling out a form, governmental agencies can get your ring doorbell data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're getting closer and closer to Skynet because we're going to, they're going to start putting that machine learning in. I'm sure if they don't already have some, this is getting really scary. If you stop and think about it. Okay, Dave, I don't think you need to be buying that meat because of cow farts. You've gone way <laughs> past your carbon credits. You are killing the ozone layer yourself. Um. Okay. <clears throat> and I bet it. I bet it will fit in with whatever digital ID gets uh, propagated out there. Yeah, you're not the recognized user. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed in this home right now. So, little disclosure. Do it. I've got tons of Echo devices. Yes. Tons of them. You mean the ones that start with Alexa? Would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the blip. And everybody else on the on <laughs> that's listening to this podcast. But uh, 
I've got that. And I've got pre-Amazon Roombas because okay. I don't like vacuuming. Well, I get, I get it. Um, do they have the cameras? Yes, they do. Okay. So I will say this. I am opt-in on this. Mm-hmm. I am opt-in. I've chosen to opt-in. I've chosen to let the Echo control my home automation. Okay. And let's talk about what I have in that. So I've got the ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. I've got the ring alarm system. Mm-hmm. I've got the various Echo devices. Mm-hmm. I've got some repurposed fire tablets. Mm-hmm. And I have the Roombas. So Amazon and Bezos know everything that's going on in the bunker. You love Amazon. Well, here's the <laughs> thing. is uh, It's cheap stuff. It is. It's affordable. Yeah. It's very affordable, especially mm-hmm. if you take like a fire tablet and you sideload uh, mm-hmm. Google Play Store on it. You can ins- install anything Google on there. Right any apps that you want and things like that. So they're cheap tablets to do other things. So I have a flight simulator that I've used the, a couple of the tablets to um, do uh, screens for radar and things like that mm-hmm. um, in the game in flight simulator, Microsoft flight simulator. That is. Okay. So yeah, there's, there's some of that and I have opted in. Yes. I've said you're allowed to use my analytics to give me a cheaper price on this. Okay. And anyway, having said that, for the people who don't know, Amazon's getting all your data. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you're freely giving it to them. So please be aware that with Amazon acquiring Roomba, Mm -hmm. that they have the map out of your house, Mm -hmm. which they can sell that data. Not only is it to sell you stuff, it's to sell that data to other people like Zillow, um, mm-hmm. to sell it to, uh, I don't know, uh, home improvement places, uh, well, I mean, stores. this stuff is digital gold for a company that's, that's designed to sell you more stuff. Yeah. Um, back earlier in the summer, there was a, a interview with Iro with, uh, one of iRobot's higher ups. Mm-hmm. said that uh, the latest software operating system for its robot vacuums would provide its household bots with a deeper understanding of your home and your habits. Yep. So what it's going to do is give Amazon detailed knowledge about your floor plans, um, how they change. It's going to know where your kitchen is, where your kids' rooms are, where your sofa is, and how new it is. And if you recently turned the guest room into a nursery, it's going to know all these things. Yep. And then it's going to be able to use that data to sell you more stuff, or it's going to use that data to sell your data to somebody else who will then sell you more stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to give that data to some governmental agency that fills out a form, doesn't have a warrant, but they fill out the form. Well, I know the new S9 has poop detection. So it can there see, you, go. you can see a, uh, a pile of poop uh-huh. on the floor and with a front facing camera and yeah. avoid that pile of poop. And then it's going to sign you up to a subscription to puppy pads. Yes. 
<laughs> you look like you need puppy pads because your puppy's shitting all over the place. Yeah, we're going to send them to you and charge you. Mm-hmm. Because you opted into some obscure thing that says if we see that you need this and the price is under a certain amount we will automatically send it and deduct your account yeah you remember that uh eula update that you just signed uh uh-huh, <laughs> that you didn't read that you didn't read yep yeah oh man okay. yeah. um yeah that's enough of that uh, with amazon because I'm, I'm getting sick well they did say Customers love iRobot products. I'm excited to work with the iRobot team to invent ways that make customers' lives easier and more enjoyable, says Dave Limp. There's a name. Real name, SVP of Amazon Devices. It is not immediately (laughs) clear how iRobot will be integrated into Amazon once the deal is finalized and cleared by regulators. But Amazon intends to keep Colin Engel as the CEO of iRobot. Well, here's here's what I kind of think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their Osmo robot was a big flop. Right. Nobody wanted this thing because no. why? It was creepy. Yeah. But a lot of people use iRobot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people well, use the vacuum cleaners. You got to remember, Amazon did not buy this for uh, its robotics. You know, if that's what Amazon wanted, it would have bought an iRobot years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it picked up uh, the company for a relative bargain of $1.7 billion because uh, iRobot just reported a 30% revenue decline um, because, you know, there's a lot more competition now. Right. Cheaper. But iRobot, I mean, Amazon bought iRobot to get a detailed look inside your house. Wow. Because knowing your floor plan provides context, and in the smart home that Amazon is making, it's uh, a major play for them to become king of the world. Well, it says, while Amazon doesn't detail its plans for iRobot, the synergies, now corporate douchebag word, with other smart home products are clear. Amazon launched its... $999, 1000 just say it, Astro Smart Home Robot last year, which uh, is the love child between a Roomba and an Echo Smart Display. I highly doubt that. Yeah. Well, you know, just for a point of reference for the listeners, Um, the uh, front-facing AI-powered camera that the latest model of iRobot has has detected and identified more than 43 million objects in people's homes already. Sweet. Well, the combination between Roomba, Alexa, and Ring Doorbells and Amazon's other smart home products give the company an incredible (laughs) amount of data in the modern smart home that will naturally lead to even more questions around privacy and Amazon's control over smart home market. You know what I smell? What's that? I smell an, <laughs> another, another VLAN coming. <laughs> <laughs> I need to VLAN and isolate yeah, this crap you off. Need to isolate network. all of your Amazon stuff. <laughs> To its own network. And I say another because yeah. I already have one VLAN dedicated to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Not not good news for people in privacy. That's Amazon can be sure. listening to us right now. Actually, I, I would say they probably are. They probably are. Yeah, at least their machine language, machine learning uh, systems are listening to us anyway. AI, artificial yes. intelligence, AI, which there's no such thing, folks. No, there's not no, yet. Not yet. Not that it can't happen, but no. Yeah, there's nothing that's passed the Turing test yet. Yep. All right. Well, that pretty much concludes tech news. So let's move on to the regular news. And first, I want to start off with Alex Jones hit with a 45.2 million defamation, defamation, (laughs) defamation, defamation verdict, but could play much less. What does Alex Jones have to say about this? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. All right. A Texas jury has ordered Alex Jones to pay around $45.2 million for spreading false conspiracy theory about Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. The punitive damages come on top of the 4.1 million verdict mm-hmm. from yesterday, potentially marking a major blow in Jones for War's media empire. But the number could be vastly reduced by its limits built into the Texas legal code, which caps damages on defamation punishments. Okay. Uh, jury handed back its verdict on Friday after hearing testimony about Jones' finances, something he allegedly taking significant steps to obscure. It, it included an assessment that Jones's company, Free Speech Systems, was worth at least $130 million. Previous testimony indicates its annual revenue in the recent years has been $50 million or above, Jones claimed in court that a fine of $2 million could sink InfoWars, which is what they're trying to do. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, he said anything over $2 million would sink him. Uh, but, you know, there's been evidence provided that shows that uh, InfoWars has made at least $50 million a year for the last several years, even after being deplatformed, it was making that kind of money. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't been hurting for sure. No, I also read where he was sending $11,000 a day to an offshore shell company, um, saving that money. Yeah. This isn't going to bankrupt him. Okay. Well, that's not what I want to talk about. Okay. So if they can do this to Alex Jones, Mm -hmm. why can't they do this to Joe Biden for spreading lies? Like, I don't know. Uh, that if you take the jab, you won't get it or well, you can't spread it and you won't kill grandma. Not sure if we can do it to Joe Biden. Um, I'm not sure what the, the laws are on suing the president, but we could definitely do it to Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should sue that old. Cause he, he even came out and said, bastard. we've always known that the vaccine won't stop you from contracting, uh, COVID. Yeah, even though he said that it would. Yes. Yeah, he said that it would, and then he's come out and said we've always known that it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should do the same thing to him. Let's do it. I'm still I'm still on board with, you know, shaving their heads and marching them naked down the streets yelling shame. 
Yeah. You know, just like in Game of Thrones. I mean, if you had to take the heart dart, you know, yeah. and you've, you've had, I don't know, a uh, heart attack or mm-hmm. something similar, uh, <laughs> as we ran on the last show, uh-huh. all of them saying that, you know, uh, working out can cause a heart attack. Uh, uh-huh. Working in the garden can cause a heart attack. Being out in the heat can cause a heart attack. Too, watching too much TV. Yeah. Uh, having too much stress in your life. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, there were a lot of pretty much being awake can cause a heart attack. Yep. Except the vaccine. Yes. Everything <laughs> but the vaccine, even though it's, it's now coming up there. The one of the top, like four or five leading causes of death is vaccine is <laughs> is of unknown origin. Unknown. Uh, because it can't be the vaccine. Can't be. Can't be. Even though, as we've talked about before, we know somebody 30 minutes after the shot dropped dead of a heart attack. Drop dead. Come on. Seriously. Well, you know, it's up for interpretation. You know, it's not really, Is it? it's not really the heart attack. It's just the heart giving out. It's a coincidence. Let's just change some, some definitions. It's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He would have had that heart attack anyway, if he didn't get the jab. We're not rewriting your genetic code. That's no. not happening. No. no. Make you more tasty to the lizard people. <laughs> well, that's what just eating, kidding about the lizard people don't really believe that, but just kidding. No, but we'll be more tasty after we've eaten a lot of bugs. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's it's it's the you know, this was tort, mm-hmm. and so okay, civil, mm-hmm. we're in, we're in yeah. civil court, right? So, uh, I get it, right? This, this is, but if you're going to do this and claim free speech, mm-hmm. you should be able to do it for a lot of other things. If he's got to pay the price, then mm-hmm. some other people have to pay the price yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, this is setting a precedent. And I'm not saying what he did was right. I don't think it was at all. I think no. it was just some crazy stuff that blew up that he didn't really think. I mean, he probably believed it anyway. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he actually believed it. Now he's saying that all he was doing was asking questions, but that's not true. We that's know not this. true. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he has an ability to see things in certain ways to make correlations and put things together so that it makes, makes for a good story. Yeah. He's an entertainer. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. He's not a reporter. He's not a journalist. He's not, he's an entertainer and he's very good at what he does. Yeah. Well, to make fifty million a year, you'd have to be pretty good. So yeah, I mean, that's so. How far? If he's an entertainer, so how far are we going to go? If somebody gets shot on a television show, mm-hmm. are we going to say that that causes damages to people? Is that where um, we're going? You know, well, there was that trial that started in it, back in the eighties or that lawsuit back in the eighties about rock music. Oh, the PMRC. Yeah. Causing the the kid to, uh, yeah. Causing the kid to, to act out and shoot somebody. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't happened with video games with, you know, I, I think, 
I think we're we're too too focused on placing blame somewhere for every action that happens, except where it belongs. except from where it belongs. Yeah, you know, if, if somebody goes into a shopping mall and starts shooting people, we don't blame the person who's doing the shooting. We blame the gun. We blame the gun. We blame the laws. We blame society. We blame all kinds of things. Except but for the guy who did the shooting. That's on SSRIs. Yes. And we don't or blame the SSRIs. On, or on uh, uh, ADHD medication. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's well, where we're headed. Well, I, I enjoy Alex's rants uh, just for entertainment purposes yeah. only. I don't take a lot of what he says, and well, you you got to have a discerning ear, you know. You but gotta, that but that water did turn frogs gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it, <laughs> it definitely confused them. That's yeah. For sure. <laughs> and for those who you know, you can look that up, and what it had to do with is people flushing birth control, and uh, they became. Uh, not ambiguous. What is it? Uh, something like ambiguous. <laughs> uh, androgynous. Androgynous. That's it. Ambiguous, androgynous. Yeah. You know, it's the uh-huh. uh, same like thing. Like Billy Idol. Same thing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's all I got on that. <laughs> Move on. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Just use a scene in a different screen. All right. So anyway, on to more. Well, well let me mark that. So yeah, that mark out. that. All right. All right. Well, um, let's get into some stuff happening over in uh, the, the Far East. Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan. Uh, China is starting to retaliate or has been actually retaliating. Uh-huh with military exercises all over and above Taiwan, shooting a missile over the island of Taiwan. And they missed her? Oh, God, I wish they would have hit her plane. Oh, Damn I'm the sorry. bad luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, really. Um, yeah. Uh, it was hyperbole. Yes. Yes, that was um, not a threat so against a public official. No, Just absolutely for not. That was for comedic, comedic purposes. Uh, so, yeah, Beijing's been ramping up their military exercises near the island, which is, you know, people are calling it China's attempt to demonstrate its resolve, you know, that it it means business. And I don't want us to go to war with China. It's not a good time. Why not? We're not, uh, we're not well militarily right now. We've lost a lot of our forces, about to lose a lot more because of the vaccine stuff. Yeah, they don't want the heart dart. No, not at all. Uh, and I don't, I don't blame them. I didn't get the heart dart. I got COVID. I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get so, the heart dart. I still hadn't had COVID. Still here. Yeah. According to Abe Lincoln, uh, that's A. Blinken. Blinken. <laughs> uh, yes, our Secretary of State. Um, he said that uh, China is moving towards a use of force. Um, in in that and other regions in the South Pacific, like the South China Sea area, uh, he said, but the United States will work to ensure communication channels with China remained open to prevent miscommunication. So we can still get them TVs. Yeah, well, 
in miscommunication, it brings. I took a college course in international relations, and the uh, the professor teaching it was uh, retired from the Navy uh, Navy intelligence for thirty years, and he was around during the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. That almost turned into a full out war because of miscommunication, because Khrushchev was a very country Russian and ding, 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 ding. pretty much. And Kennedy had that thick uh, New England accent. And because of the accents, their translators got confused at times. And it almost it almost turned into to war because of that. <clears throat> so. Um, but uh, Blinken also uh, got on Beijing for its retaliatory actions that went beyond firing missiles and to uh, walking away from climate change talks. Well, we, so re- we remember China doesn't want to be in the climate change world. Really? Yeah. Well, we remember when uh, Blinken, when he first got the job, came up against China and they went to his ass about yeah. Afghanistan. Yep. Absolutely. And Blinken was kind of like, uh, 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 nobody cares what Blinken says because no. he's a big puss. Right. He has no balls. Yeah. The only people that care about what Blinken says are the Philippines mm-hmm. who, um, apparently he committed the U S to defending the Philippines against armed attacks in case China starts to, uh, head over that way. We're going to defend the Philippines. <laughs> So we've already given up on Taiwan. That's pretty done. much. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Pelosi said something different. Uh Oh, she had said that she was going to stand behind Taiwan. Blinken said he was not that we are so, not. If Pelosi says we're going to stand behind Taiwan, why did she go to Taiwan increasing tensions? Isn't isn't that kind of counterintuitive? Yeah, don't know. Who knows? Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> not me. Maybe she doesn't know what she was saying. Well, she might have been drunk. Too much ice cream. Too much ice cream. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe your husband was. Oh. Oh. Just saying. Did you drive her there? Huh. All right. Um. So I actually have a lot more on China that I want to talk about, but I'm going to let you uh, take another story first, and then uh, we'll get back to it. Okay. Well, Eric Adams. Yes. Good old Eric Adams calls Governor Abbott and Ducey. Mayor cow- of New York. Yeah. Cowards for sending immigrants to D.C. What? Huh. As opposed to the flights going out all over the place at midnight. To red states. To red states. Huh. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Mayor Eric Adams on Thursday called Republican governors of Texas and Arizona cowards for... Abusing asylum seeking immigrants or busing, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) busing asylum seeking immigrants to Washington, D.C. What was green? They took the bus instead of the plane. Yeah. And suggested that they lied about not also sending immigrations to New York City. Our country is home of the free and the land of the brave, Adams said during City Hall News Conference. Well, then why don't you? Why take not it? New York City? Is New York City not part of the land of the free and home of the brave? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it like the melting pot? Yeah. Why? Why is it? 
um, all immigrants must uh, be in Texas or Arizona. Yeah. Well, Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey have both politicized their efforts to send immigrants to the nation's capital in response to President Biden's immigration policies. But on Tuesday, denies sending any to New York City. But here's the thing. It's a NIMBY. Not in my backyard. Oh, 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 I was thinking Nambla. No. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so it's it's a NIMBY. You know, it's, it's a not in my backyard issue. Yeah. And, you know, here in Texas, we, we got them coming all over the place, coming over the borders. There's nothing stopping them. It's catch and release all over again. Mm-hmm. This is this is what they're doing. And same thing in Arizona. And California just doesn't have the, the type of real estate that those two facing. Right. Um, facing Mexico. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more unguarded. Oh, they, area. Well, in California, they also have a wall. Yeah. Which is another thing is they started not rebuilding the wall, but cleaning, Fix, fixing quote, and unquote, cleaning up. Fixing and cleaning up the wall, which means they're putting the wall up. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, these people who are in the North that, that don't see it as a problem. Well, we'll just send them to you and you can take care Mm -hmm. of them and let them be a burden on your state. You house them, you feed them. I'd say you find them jobs, but Mm -hmm. you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we'd be glad to just send them all up to you. Well, let's 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 put something in perspective here. The other city that's really complaining about it is Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Washington D.C. has a population of seven hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. They sent seven thousand immigrants to Washington D.C. That's one percent. Yep, one percent of the population. Okay, there's uh, one of the border towns in Texas. Has a population of thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. You take a guess how many uh, immigrants they got last year. Twenty nine, thirty thousand. <laughs> hey, they, I was close. One hundred percent of their population. Mm-hmm. In oh, sorry, not last year. In a month. In a month, mm. they doubled their population with illegal immigrants. In Washington D.C., which is where, if anybody's going to go anywhere that's where they should go yeah uh got one percent increase and is calling it a federal emergency calling trying to call in the national guard to help out with this influx (laughs) of seven thousand people Uh how many visitors does washington dc get normally in a day probably closer probably a lot more than seven thousand yeah so yeah, let's let's a little perspective on that. I think we should ramp it up. I think we I should think do so a too. Go, GoFundMe. Do it. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> buy an immigrant a ticket to DC yeah, one way. I'll buy one. Yeah, it's a sanctuary city. Yeah, exactly. You take care of it. And them. and these are the, these mayors and states and, and governors and so forth think it's wonderful to have these open borders. But uh, like you said, it's, it's they're not near that border. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. They don't have to deal with it. They don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're too worried about Brittany Griner and her dope shit. 
yeah. than uh, than the our own damn borders where people the, the one who across. broke the law broke the law got nine years got nine years mm-hmm. and then Biden said was improperly prisoned. Okay, well those are the laws. Not sure why it was improper, and and it's not like she didn't know. She'd been traveling to Russia before, mm-hmm. and she's worked. She worked there. She has a job. Just just because we don't enforce our laws doesn't mean other people don't enforce yes. theirs. <laughs> yeah. Funny how that works. Isn't it? And then there's uh, Sarah uh, Krivnik, who is, who, Krivnik, who actually is wrongly imprisoned in Russia right now. That You ever heard her name? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, she was attacked by her boyfriend. She's a teacher who went over there to... to work in schools and different things uh, hooked up with a guy. They lived together and he was uh, abusive. And one time when he was coming at her, she grabbed a kitchen knife and cut him across the nose. And she's serving uh, a year and a half. And he's even come out and said, she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And we don't hear about that. No. All we hear about is, you know, this basketball player for the WNBA. Yeah, WNBA privilege. Yeah, exactly. Black gay woman privilege. That's that's the privilege, black gay woman. Yeah, the other is a a white straight woman. Uh, Women who have sex with the women? Uh, (laughs) Because you can't say lesbian anymore. Oh, no, no. You can still say that. You just can't say gay. Yeah. Weren't the, wasn't that what they were against DeSantis? Don't say gay. Oh, well, now yeah, they're not that's saying right. gay anymore. That's right. Oh. oh, good Lord. Okay, well, I'm done with that. All right. Next. <laughs> well, what if I told you there's an actual plan in place for communist China to be the most powerful superpower in the world? And no, the plan is not coming from China itself. China is currently, you know, infiltrating sensitive and proprietary information of governments all around the world. We've known this. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. but, you know, and including ours. TikTok. Um, this is not really a big secret, but the WEF, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab himself, um, is not only allowing it, but they're supporting it along with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the UN. So, you've heard of the Belt and Road Initiative, right? Yes, I have. I saw a map of it the other day, and it's massive. It covers all of Asia except for the country of India, and extends all through all of Europe Mm -hmm. and uh, in some parts of Africa. Now, the Belt and Road Initiative is gas pipelines, oil pipelines, and railroad. The WEF talks about green stuff all the time, carbon credits and, you know, green initiatives. Well, if it's green, if it's, if, and these, they are supporting this Belt and Road Initiative. And if it's so interested in the green policies, why are there oil and gas pipelines being built right now? Because I cash dollars. Yeah, and, and it's not supposed to be complete. This stuff's not supposed to be completed until 2049. Mm-hmm. That's how long it's supposed to be going on. 
And the WEF, with their great reset, supposed to happen in 2030. Mm-hmm. All of the green initiatives out there are supposed to be in place and car- everybody carbon neutral and all this by 2050. But these gas and oil pipelines aren't supposed to be done until 2049. Hmm. Something's not adding up here. Hmm. So I then read an article on this uh, with the WEF. And it says, the Belt and Road will change the shape of the world economy and world politics, returning us to a time when China occupied the center of global networks. Hmm. A little further on, it says. Like the Silk Road? Yep. That's what they're saying. It's it's just a new version of the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. It says later, later on, it says, in 20 or 30 years, some of the new Belt and Road projects will likely stand as the highest example of what human ingenuity can achieve in its drive to master natural forces. That sounds to me like it comes straight from uh, CCP, you know, Chinese Communist Party propaganda pamphlet. But no, it was written, published and being pushed by the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Hmm. Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, the whole nine yards. Well, let's let's talk about old Klaus. Uh, uh-huh. Is he he's riding the bus, right? Oh yeah, taking public transportation. Of he is. Of he, he, he is. lives in an apartment, doesn't he? Probably he has rents. a probably has a rowboat to get places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, this is this is the elitist view. Everybody needs to do better, except for us, and then yeah. we can live in our big houses, drive our big SUVs, fly around in our planes, go yeah. along in our big yachts uh, it's the bernie but, sanders thing but the rest of you morons need to uh uh go around in buses live in uh filing cabinet high rises mm-hmm. and uh and uh rent everything yep so we can own things yeah absolutely they can because yeah. they're the elite they're the elite the wef the world economic forum is a bunch of self-appointed people Mm-hmm. They weren't appointed by other countries. They weren't elected. They're not officials of anything. They're just a group of guys that got together and decided on this. And it's being pushed. Well, it's Bilderberger out in the open. It is. It really is. I mean, they don't even hide it. No, no, not at all. Um, and, and so them and the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, are heavily pushing this, even though many countries, especially the poorer countries with democracies, are pushing against it, calling it a debt trap. Debt, D-E-B-T. Well, you know, mon- monetary. Uh, see what you did there. <clears throat> yeah. But, and the the thing is, China is coming into a lot of these poorer countries and building out their infrastructure. Hmm. Then you miss a payment and they foreclose, essentially. Yeah. And they take over whatever that is. Take, for example, uh, Sri Lanka. China built them a great seaport. And then they couldn't pay. Uh, and so China now controls that seaport. They did the same thing with an international airport they built in Uganda. Mm-hmm. It's now controlled by China. Mm-hmm. So in total, yeah, get this, ready? In total, China has lent about $1.5 trillion, with a T, uh, in direct loans and trade credits to approximately 150 countries. <laughs> they are now the world's largest largest official creditor. They are bigger than the IMF, the World Bank, and other creditor governments combined. 
Yeah, we owe them a bunch of money too. Yeah, yeah, we do. They own a lot of, they're buying up our property. They're, you know, being given a lot of our property in lieu of payments because we owe them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But then again, they manipulate their currency so that, you know, when we, the, what we owe them should be a lot less, it doesn't drop. Yeah, this is, this is getting, I mean, pretty scary. We're going to see a whole new world within the next 10 years. I mean, a whole new world. While China's doing all this and, <clears throat> excuse me, China's doing all this and they're making uh, military inroads and they're doing military exercises around Taiwan and everything else that they're doing. We're sitting over here worried about, you know, Ginger. if, yeah, if 10 year old boys can have their dangle cut off. Nice. And we're going to put on hormone replacement. You're worried about stupid basketball players who got, got, that broke the law knowingly being stoned. Yeah. Mm. And then on, on top of all of this is Apple. I love Apple. I say that very sarcastically. The slave labor company? Yeah, they warned. The one support. that has slaves? Yes. In China, they have now warned all their suppliers to not use the made in Taiwan label on any products so they don't, so they don't anger China, especially after Nancy Pelosi's visit. Wow, what a bunch of cucks. Yeah, good old Tim Cook. That's what he literally told all their suppliers. You can't put made in Taiwan anymore on anything. Yeah. I remember there was a time when everything had made in Taiwan on it. Yeah. Made in Japan or made in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my intro into uh, some China stuff going on. And the fact that, and again, back to the World Economic Forum, I bring them up a lot in the Great Reset. And I've done some reports on that in, in previous episodes. And I will be doing a lot more of this. This is uh, this is about half the report that I've got for that. Okay. Well, I've uh, got a bit of news. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what do you got? This just this just came up. Got some. Yeah. Seven years into a bloody civil war and twelve years into intense counterterrorism campaign in Yemen. What? There's things going on in Yemen. The United States finds itself entangled in a messy regional proxy fight. The United States has been deeply compromised by its support for Soviet-led, no, Saudi, sorry, Saudi, Soviet. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Uh, Soviet anymore. Saudi-led coalition that has contributed to a horrific war, Mm -hmm. political instability, and the world's worst humanitarian crisis. Well, yeah, but it's not anywhere near Ukraine. Exactly. This has been going on for how long? 12 years. 12 years, yeah. This is my point exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so we're sending all this cash, and Putin, 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 bad Putin, bad Putin, we're doing the exact same thing. Worse. Worse in Yemen. Yeah. We are at war with Yemen. Yes. We have been at war with Yemen. Since Obama. Since Obama. So as we approach the seventh anniversary of the Saudi-led intervention in Yemen, I like how they put that intervention. Uh Yeah. 
it is no longer clear why the United States is fighting or how the use of force will promote U.S. and regional security interests. Oil. Oil. It, it, as long as we keep, help, keep helping Saudi Arabia, they'll keep their oil prices from going up so much and they'll keep producing more oil when we need it. So we've been bombing these guys. I mean, I could go into the whole whole article, but I'm not going mm-hmm. to. I'm not going to waste time on this. But mm-hmm. my my point is, is uh, I've been asking people why are why are we in why are we even involved in Ukraine? And people say the same thing because Putin. I'm yeah. like, but why? Yeah. Why? What mm-hmm. what interest? Well, to stop Putin from from invading other countries. No, no. So it's nothing to do with us. Well, I always ask, why do you think Putin invaded Ukraine? And oh, you, nobody you, really you knows. Break their, you'll yeah. break their brain. Nobody knows. And, and the answer to that is he didn't want NATO sitting on his doorstep. Right. He didn't want the that's part of it. tanks. That's part of it. Yeah. But that's not, yeah, there's a lot more to it. I mean, there was major corruption. There were there was a documentary on how corrupt Ukraine was, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I think I think a lot of Americans are are just really mad that they won't be getting those Ukrainian porn stars anymore. But uh, <laughs> not but, to mention the fact that this could have all been handled diplomatically prior to any invasion. Yeah, very easily, actually. Mm-hmm. So. You know, when, when people are like, Putin, 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 <laughs> we're doing the same damn thing in Yemen. We're doing worse. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And if you ask anybody about why we're in a war in Yemen, they won't even know that we are. Nobody knows that we no. are. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yep. The, I mean, <laughs> the crimes against humanity that are going on over there are incalculable. Um, you know, they, President Biden did do an announcement. The United States would no longer provide offensive support, offensive in quotes, offensive. Yes. For the Saudi military operations in Yemen, uh, is, looks like they're going to try to bring it to a close. But here's the thing is when we say we're no longer going to be involved militarily, we hire contractors to come in. Yeah, and that's ex-military. Absolutely. So you know we'll keep supporting the Saudis, and because we want their oil, and we want their money, and what I mean by we want their money is the politicians get the kickbacks for importing Saudi oil. Absolutely. And this we didn't have to import any of it under Trump. No. No, and and this is <laughs> oh god, this is all about Carter, President Carter, yep. who sold us out. No, well, it he he really sold us out. That was the death nail. The mm-hmm. the person who who really sold us out was Nixon. Yeah, because he based everything on the petrol dollar. So right. he went off the gold standard and went on the petrol dollar. Mm-hmm. And then Carter sold us out to OPEC. And mm-hmm. I was around in the 80s when this happened. Right. I remember there were 70s. Sorry. 70s, yeah. 
I was around in the seventies when this happened, the gas crisis and all this other stuff. And, and Carter sold us out and the Texas oil industry was booming at the time. And then all of a sudden came to an abrupt halt. You want to talk about some people walking out in their yards and shooting themselves with a shotgun. Yeah, It was happening left and right. Dynasties were destroyed in a day. Yeah. In a day. Yeah. Because to have a successful business, you have to reinvest in that business. Yes. And free market requires a little bit of risk. Mm-hmm. So you may put, you may leverage for a big payoff if the market looks like it's going that way. Right. Most people would. Mm-hmm. And all these uh, oil companies and small oil companies, small oil companies. Right. Not the ones like Mobile who went and built refineries in yeah. other countries. Right. These smaller oil companies, they got destroyed. Mm-hmm. They of got destroyed. They so, you know, <laughs> this is all about Saudi oil, Saudi money, and that's why we back them. Yeah. Not because Absolutely. they are, and, and they don't need to go into Yemen. No, there's no need for it whatsoever. No, they, they're a sovereign country. It's nothing, it's nothing that they have to, they have to do. So. There's yeah. less reason for the Saudi Arabia to go into Yemen than there was for Russia to go into Ukraine. Exactly. So anyway, um, we we could be the end of the offense in the military support for Saudi-led coalition helps ease concerns about the U.S. U.S.'s complicity in war crimes. Okay. How could that be if you've already done the war crimes? They're still going on. Yeah, exactly. Obama needs to go to prison. A lot of people. Need yeah, to go to prison. a lot of people need to go to prison. I just um, like to see that one first. Yeah, so we it's basically genocide. It is basically genocide. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all I've got on there, and I'm going to keep my eye on the Yemen thing because nobody's talking about it. No, they they never ever do. We've brought it up a few times, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's never brought up. And like I said, if you ask most people, they would have no idea that we're doing anything in Yemen at all, or that we have ever done anything in Yemen. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you got next? All right. Well, um, well, you brought up Russia. Uh, North Korea has offered Russia a hundred thousand volunteers. <laughs> for the war in Ukraine. Slaves. Well, they're North Koreans. They're, they're North Koreans. So, I mean, volunteer is a very touchy word. Is it like uh, you just got volunteered? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Guess who's volunteering? You, 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 and you. Um, kill your family. Yeah. So, yeah, because uh, Russia... Now... The estimates on Russian dead soldiers really widely varies. Um, I don't know if anybody's count is even close to accurate, but some are saying it's as high as fifteen to twenty five thousand. So roughly about a hundred soldiers a day are dying. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little high, but that's what they're saying. So uh, well, that ought to make Bill Gates happy. Yeah. <laughs> so when uh, that. Uh, when uh, that stuff came out, uh, North Korea came out and said, uh, there's reports of 100,000 North Korean volunteers. 
are we have a hundred thousand North Korean volunteers prepared prepared to come and take part in your conflict? Um, that you know they have builders to repair uh, the Russian occupied Donbas region, which is a Russian place. Donbas is mm-hmm. full of Russians. That's one of the things you know Putin wanted. Just let us have our people and keep our people safe, where they were being mutilated by Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Um, the Russian ambassador to North Korea said that Korean builders who are highly qualified, hardworking, and ready to work in the most difficult conditions will be a very serious part in building the destroyed infrastructure in Donbass. So, I mean, there's there's a short, short step between North Korean and Chinese. If the North Koreans are offering people to Russia, China and Russia have been in talks for the last six months to a year Mm. on forming an alliance. It's getting closer and closer. And if China and Russia ally, we're going to be in big trouble. We cannot defeat the two of them together. Yeah. We can't. Just we cannot attrition. do it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been an anti-NATO before. Well, the Warsaw Pact. Oh, yeah. The old Soviet Union. Um, and see, NATO has been in talks recently within the last couple of months of starting to expand into Asia in other areas, which is odd. I mean, NATO stands for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. These are countries that have nothing to do with the North Atlantic. Your former employer. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I worked for them. Um, they were different then. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um it, it, it I wasn't, was the, different it wasn't the same gay. It was a different gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, but uh well, it was before the fall. <laughs> well, it was right after the fall of the Soviet Union, actually. Um, but yeah, so I mean they're wanting to expand into Asia, in Africa, and other places have nothing to do with the North Atlantic mm-hmm. and nothing to do with protecting the North Atlantic countries, they're, they're, I think they're wanting to become a new UN with a very strong governing force. I think they want to become the new European Union. They see the success with that. Well, not just European Union, though. They, they want to be all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but same model. Same model as actually stronger than, yeah, probably closer to the European Union just than with, what the United Nations guns. is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Because the European Union, (laughs) speaking of them, is trying to get together a military force of their own. Yes. Even though when the European Union was created, it was in their documentation, in in their charter, that they would never have a military force. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So yeah, there's there's there are a lot of tensions all around the world that people just aren't aware of. And um I'm not trying to scare people. Shit, yeah, it's exciting, bro. But uh it's it's looking a little scary out there. <laughs> you know, we're over here, you know, it's easy for I us feel in alive. the United <laughs> It's easy for us in the United States to feel not feel a part of that stuff because we are so separated. Yeah. 
But with Russia and China's hyper, I'd say yeah. Well, with Russia and China's hypersonic missiles, Mm -hmm. definitely China has them. Russia is debatable, but China has hypersonic missiles. Those missiles are so fast that we cannot defend against them. Yeah, we cannot. If they shoot, if they shoot a normal missile, regular ICBM towards us, we can shoot it out of the air. If they shoot one of these hypersonic missiles at us. It's going to land somewhere and blow some shit up. And this is technology that we don't have either. Mm-hmm. And we're cutting defense budgets and we're having hundreds of thousands of military members leave and very few recruits. It's not looking good, folks. Yeah. <sighs> So that's enough of that scary shit. All right. More scary shit. All right, cool. (laughs) The House passed legislation Friday to revive the ban on semi-automatic guns. The first vote of its kind in years and a direct response to the firearms often used to crush, used in the crush of mass shootings ripping through communities nationwide. There aren't that many mass shootings. No, there really aren't. um, Uh, But wait a minute. All semi-automatics? So we're going to go back to single cock rifles and and pump shotguns? Yeah, all single action weapons. So, (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Once banned in the U.S., the high-powered firearms now widely used, now widely blamed in the weapons of choice among young men responsible of many of these devastating mass shootings. Most of these weapons are like 22s. Yeah. Which can be deadly. Don't get me wrong, but. Blamed as a weapon of choice. Huh. But, and most mass shootings are not carried out with those. But Congress allowed the restrictions first put into place in 1994 on the manufacture and sales of the weapons to expire a decade later, unable to muster the political support to counter the powerful gun lobby and reinstate the weapons ban. And do you know how effective that weapons ban was? Well, it just took it away from people who were obeying the law. It was not effective at all. Yeah. It did not lower anything. So, yeah. Um, anyway, the good thing is, is and when this goes to the house, it's going to get its dick in the dirt is what's going to happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's <laughs> they they try this every few years that they're going to ban AR-15. They're uh-huh. going to ban. Uh, I mean, I remember that you can't own a 30, 30 round magazine. Right, right. Unless you'd already bought one and then yeah. you were grandfathered yeah. in blah, blah, blah. Um. What people never think about. Well, all right. So let's let's talk about the skewed statistics. Mm-hmm. Mass shooting is two or more people involved. Right. Yeah. And most most of the quote unquote gun deaths, over half of them uh-huh. are suicides. Yes. Every year. Yes. Uh, mass shootings. A lot of those mass shootings are gang rated. Gang-related violence. Yes. But if somebody breaks into your home, shoots you and your wife, that is classified as a mass shooting. Yeah. 
So <laughs> it's uh these these statistics are uh, how should I say it? Bullshit detected. Take precautions. <laughs> it's skewed to say whatever they want it to say. Uh-huh. Mass shootings, uh, I think we've had three this year where it was like mm-hmm. Uvalde and then there was Buffalo. Buffalo and something else. So they're they're like a plague of mass shootings. You're talking three. Yeah. You're talking three. And they're a country of 350 million. And there were a couple of thwarted ones too. Mm-hmm. So we don't like talk the one about those. Uh, in Indiana the other day. Yep. Good man. Eight out of 20, 10 shots hit the target. 22 years old and from 40 yards. From 40 yards. Good man. Eight out of 10 shots hit him. And you know how long it was between the first shot by the assailant until the the 22-year-old Good Samaritan made his first shot? 15 seconds. Nice. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, this is... A, oh, and it was a gun-free zone. Yes. All these shootings take place in a gun-free zone. Yeah. You don't see armed gunmen walking into a police station or a you don't uh, see gun them, shop. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't see them at a gun range. Yeah, you don't see them walking into a gun range, you know, firing off shots. No. That's not going to happen. They they prey on, on the weak. Mm-hmm. And they go where they're going to get the least amount of resistance. Yeah. So if you take the guns away from normal people, of course, here, only the criminals are going to have the guns because mm-hmm. they're not going to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, so having a deterrent, you know what? No war has ever been won in the history of history without violence. No, absolutely. And for people to think that this is, you know, oh, yeah, what was the thing? Let's not send police, let's send social workers. <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. You want to get some social workers killed? That's a great way to do it. So, you know, these people are living in la-la land, but what they're saying, they're living in la-la land. But what they really want to do is they want to take away the power from the citizen. Yeah. That's really what they want to do. Mm -hmm. If you can take away the power to revolt, then you have China. Yeah. Or Australia. Australia is getting closer and closer Mm -hmm. to being China. So anyway, uh, that story is a little misleading when we dive a little deeper into it, but you know, they're, they're trying to, trying to ban the semi-automatics and once they get ground, they're just going to keep going. That's, that's the thing that people don't realize is it doesn't stop. Very slippery slope. Once you, once, you know, it's the give them an inch, they'll take a mile scenario. Yeah. The thing about semi-automatic weapons is there's a, kind of a disadvantage to them too is they have more of a chance of getting jammed mm-hmm. if you've got a revolver you just keep pulling the trigger yeah just keep going six rounds boom, get, boom 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 yeah yeah so uh, you get a speed loader click clip in done boom 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 mm-hmm. so anyway that's all i got for that well there's a there's a 
town in Alabama that needs some social workers now. How's that? Vincent, Alabama. Um, a police officer sent a racist text message. It was a joke. And uh, not really a funny one. I'm not going to read the joke on, on, on Mike, but it's not a, even a funny joke. Um, but it was a racist joke sent by a police officer has prompted officials in a small Alabama town, Vincent, Alabama, to disband their police department and fire the police chief and assistant chief. Fortunately, it's a small town. It's about 2,000 people. So the sheriff's department for the county is going to take over um, until, you know, law enforcement-related services to the citizens can be restored um, it, you know, they're really just going to be there for emergency services. The sheriff's department doesn't have a lot of people anyway, but they condemned the, there's actually two officers, one that sent the joke and one that said, uh, que- texted back a question mark. So, um, have we not learned from Portland? Have we not learned from San Francisco? Apparently not. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing they're going to need a lot of social workers because yeah. they have no police force anymore. And again, sheriff's departments aren't designed or equipped to provide law enforcement to towns, you know, because they just don't have enough, they don't have enough people. Their job is usually something a little bit different than what a police department does. Let's go down the rabbit hole of noise the veritable cacophony of the liberal thinking. Oh God. <laughs> That's why it's like cacophony. Yeah. Anyway, it's too, big, it's too big a word for liberal thinking. Uh, so the words coming out of their mouth is who needs guns? I can call the police. <laughs> so let's get rid of the police. Who, who are you going to call ghostbusters? Who needs guns? I can call it social worker. <sighs> Who needs a police? I'm going to call a social worker. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thinking until, oh, I don't know, Starbucks pulls out because their own policies Mm -hmm. have put them out of business in large cities. Yeah. Yeah. Their own policies. Yeah. Look at San Francisco. How many uh, businesses, Walgreens, CVS, Starbucks have been pulled out? We talked about Starbucks on the last episode of the one before. That, you know, they, the the CEO of Starbucks called out these cities saying, you can't do this or we're pulling out because the, the, the law enforcement, the enforcement of the laws is too lax. Mm -hmm. And it's all these Soros sisters, DAs that aren't charging or, uh, you know, bringing, prosecuting any of these criminals. So I'm a um, Birkenstock wearing Tesla driving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 inner city yuppie. That's Soy boy. In a uh, revitalized area. Mm-hmm. Uh, working, working at my uh, ESG approved job. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, I hate you already. Some gentleman comes in and. And kicks the door in, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about this. 
Here, let me give you a latte. Uh, yeah, let's see. You don't have a gun, so you're not going to shoot the guy. Nope. Uh, you disbanded the police, so you can't call them. Nope. There's not enough social workers to go around, and they're not going to do shit. Mm, get shot. Because they're probably not working after 5 o'clock anyway. No. No, it's a governmental job. Probably union. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna uh, he's gonna come and rape uh, you and your boyfriend and <laughs> steal all your stuff, and you're gonna go. It's not fair uh-huh. if you live. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna be a victim, and then talk about violent crime. Yeah, because you were victimized because you were too much of a puss to defend yourself. <laughs> huh Hypo- oh, hypothetical only oh yeah absolutely absolutely because that would never happen that would like never that. happen no Mm-mm. no mm. all right well might I, come in and cut off your man bun i'm starting i'm starting to look out and oh god <laughs> <laughs> my, i my, couldn't help myself my brain has just gone blank uh let's stop this and you go on to your next thing I think I, I think we might be done for today. All right, good, because because that made me retarded. That, that, I, I think I threw up a little in my mouth on that one. And you never go full retard, but we did on this one. We did. <laughs> we did. Anyway, again, if you want to get a hold of me, it's Scott at t e k t o o l z dot net, and we have a website which is techtools dot net, spelled the same way, where you can go listen, uh, put suggestions out there, and. Uh, Donate a little scratch if you if you like what you hear. We'd like to do more, more days, more. Uh, the reason why sometimes we're inconsistent is because we have uh, financial responsibilities that we have to fill. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try to get them out as much as our uh, schedule allows. But if you support us, we could do it more often because we wouldn't have those other financial responsibilities. Yeah. So, uh, Dean, where can they find you at? I am Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Reach out and I will respond. Trust me. All right. Well, with that, Dean, stay free. Stay safe, Scott.